Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 93. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and today I am super excited to have with me Jody Vanderman Driver. After starting and growing her own successful cosmetics company, Jody traveled the world leading the charge for a multi billion dollar entity of DuPont, one of the most well respected, sought after companies in the world, before bringing it back home to my alma mater of Westchester University, where she is now a sales and marketing professor where she teaches, she serves on various boards, she has all kinds of consulting and promo work for the community, just an all-around amazing leadership f- figure and role model for women. Jody, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. Excellent. I think of all the guests that we've had on the show, I, I would love to start and ask you a couple of questions about um, what you believe building a world-class brand is all about. Because um, with your incredible background of you know success with DuPont, the fact that you moved up so quickly, took on such major roles, and the fact that not only did you work for DuPont, but that you were actually doing internal consulting for them, um, you know, the, clearly you were someone that they really really felt modeled the DuPont brand and really understood what it meant to be a world-class brand. You know, our audience is entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, they're people that want to grow their career and achieve success. So talk to me about what world-class brand looks like and feels like to you. And and if you can share some tips around that, I'd really love that. That's a great question, Kelly. And actually for the spring semester at Westchester University, I am designing a new course for the senior marketing majors. This will be a capstone course that really models um, an MBA program. And ironically, it is all about brand management. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And you come in for, for, some, for some guest time, Kelly. So what it takes to build a global brand are a couple of things. The first one is consistency. Now we all talk about that, but it takes quite a bit of effort to execute consistency, um, to being consistent in your messages, in your look and in your feel, and in the way that you approach customers and stakeholders up, down and sideways. Um, Given that piece, once you get the consistency piece, um, it's really all about the execution of that um, consistent communication internally to keep that brand alive and moving in the right direction. And that's a lot of the work that I was doing while I was an internal marketing strategy consultant in DuPont and in my role uh, leading marketing across Asia Pacific at DuPont. Awesome. Okay, great. All right. I'm taking some good notes here. Keep it going, Jody. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Kelly. And you know, be beyond that, being a brand is all about defining who you are. So I know that our target audience for this engagement, Kelly, is typically entrepreneurs and people who are starting and growing businesses. 
So team, it really starts with defining what your brand is and what it is that you're looking for. And for me, that always starts with honesty. It's so Mm -hmm. important to be Mm -hmm. honest to who you are as an individual and really what your company stands for and to be confident in that, to really take ownership of it, to lead with it and to make no apologies for your success, success in your marketplaces. Beautiful. Absolutely perfect. Thank you. That was so clear and so strong. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I know I didn't mention this as one of the topics that we were going to get into, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I loved hearing your spontaneous response to it. And for some reason, I was just drawn to ask this question. And I think the reason I was drawn to ask this question, Jody, is, you know, I see with entrepreneurs and small business owners that are trying to build their businesses that there's a lot of that entrepreneurial ADD. I talk about it on my podcast. I talk to my clients about it all the time. And everyone wants to be everything to everyone. And with the internet, there's a new push button strategy, a new social media platform, something new and different that you just quote unquote have to be on every single day. And what I see is I see a lot of people running really fast and really hard in a lot of different directions, but really struggling in the consistent execution of the fundamentals, which are where the true traction and the actual building of a brand and creating a position of dominance in the market that you own really comes from. So I love what you said about consistency being at the heart of it. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that, you know, for everyone listening, whether it's you as an employee that wants to move up and wants to get into a C-level position or potentially one day be in a CEO role, or maybe you are already, but you want to expand your firm further, or maybe you're an entrepreneur or small business owner that wants to take things in the next level. Being true to who you are and people knowing what to expect you from you in the market is so critical. And, you know, I think one other thing that you just reminded me of, Jody, when you were walking through that, which I, I really love that, that process that you just walked through there, is you know, you said your customers knowing what to expect from you. Um, What do you stand for? And being honest about that. And, you know, I think a lot of times I see entrepreneurs, one day they're marketing this, the next day they're marketing that, they're changing the title of their group, they're changing the title of their program, they're talking about a topic one day, and then the next topic, it's something totally different. People are like confused. They're like, wait a second, who are you? What do you do? How can you help me? Right? And so that was a really, Really, really strong, powerful message that you just shared there. Thank you so much. Well, well, thank you for the feedback. Yes. Having been a business owner, I completely understand. It is very easy to get distracted, but it comes down to your business plan, your marketing strategy and remaining focused on those objectives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we move on from that, I would like to ask you, you know, in, in terms of DuPont, um, can you share a couple things, you know, with the listeners that you feel like they were um, absolutely like so, um, how can I even say, like so strategically tied to things that were absolute must for them as a brand and as an organization that you feel helped them to position themselves, gaining the respect um, in the global market that they have? That's a great question, Kelly. DuPont is a fantastic company and I absolutely enjoy my five years with the company, every, every moment of it. And it was a tough decision to actually turn down my next promotion with the company and make a strategic shift in my career. Um, you know, 
in my opinion, the, the, the pieces that really speak to DuPont's strategy and play out in the branding piece are first and foremost, the quality of the DuPont employees and the quality of the culture. Um, the DuPont culture is highly collaborative, extremely scientific based, and all about that piece that I mentioned earlier, honesty, mm-hmm. being honest marketplaces and, and owning things and moving forward. The, the second piece to me that really defines DuPont are the quality of the products that it puts out to the marketplaces. If you take a look at the history of this 200 plus year old company and the legacy there, you will see that there have been so many times when that company has brought innovation to the forefront and brought products into marketplaces that have truly disrupted and change those marketplaces significantly and significantly for the better. So those two pieces, Kelly, in my opinion, are really what makes DuPont stand out and really what defines that brand. Excellent. That's that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I I wanted to ask those questions because I know that sometimes when you're in a place where you're looking to grow your business or you're looking to grow your income or take your career to the next level that you're thinking very short term and you're like, well, why are we talking about DuPont right now? Like, what does this mean for me? And I, I want to bring it back and say that, you know, when you're building your business, it's it the, the foundation of who you are and the consistency top to bottom inside and out out frontwards and backwards, who you are in the market, how you interact with everyone that you come in contact with, those things make or break the ability for a company to grow and stand the test of time and, you know, become a world-class brand. And so I always talk about this on the show, you know, you want to, you know, get results that someone else is is getting, you know, study what they did. You want to be a world-class brand, study what world-class brands do, you know, and, and so I think it's important sometimes to look at the bigger picture versus just what's right in front of you right now in terms of, you know, how am I getting my next client? Well, maybe it's bigger than that. It's how do you get your next 500 clients by being a brand that people really feel drawn to and has a consistent message so they get to know you and refer more people to you and, you know, connect you with people that can help you get that next significant leap in growth versus just that next single mm-hmm. transaction. Yes. Yeah, agreed. It's, you know, it's, it's all about the strategy and being very organized. Now, in acknowledgement, There are plenty of entrepreneurs today who are looking for that short-term growth and to sell out. That's that's a slightly different model that that we're talking about right here. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, yes, the journey of entrepreneurship is a long one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is very rewarding, and there are other times where you've got to push through to get to the next level, and it really requires such significant personal stretches, professional stretches, as well as stretches within your business. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Keep that in mind as as people are, are traveling on that journey. Absolutely. Now you made a massive shift in your career, Jody, you know, from traveling the world and, and running, you know, entities, you know, all over the place and, and then, you know, bringing it back home and then, you know, refocusing your energy into the sales and marketing um, field, you know, as a professor. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm sure that there are many people who are going to be able to identify with this. I was at a point in my career, Kelly, where where we were taking the next giant leap forward in terms of career with DuPont. I was set to move from 
running the set of businesses in Wilmington, Delaware, down to research Triangle Park, and then to move long-term back to Asia. Mm-hmm. I love Asia, and I would, I would very much enjoy making my career there long-term. However, the rub that most of us will face at some point in their career is I had met my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was not in a position to, he's a sales director. He was not in a position to move to North Carolina with me, nor was he in a, in a position to move to, uh, to Asia long-term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had a number of conversations, you know, and discussed this. And I really had to make a decision as to whether, you know, I made my, next career move the priority or whether I really stuck with this fantastic potential life partner that I had found and made a commitment. Mm -hmm. So I decided to make the commitment. It's worked out extremely well. We are very much a, a power team and I have found a way to be very fulfilled in my career. I absolutely enjoy working with my senior business majors at Westchester University. And I also have young children. I have a 19 month old and our next one is due on February 5th. Oh, congratulations. I didn't know that. I have a 21 month old. (laughs) Yes. So, so we all have been here, but this isn't a conversation that just women are having Kelly. I have so many male mentors who are facing these same kind of crossroads on a regular, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And there are times in life where you're going to make that next career move their the priority. And there are times in life where you you have to let an opportunity go in order to let your personal life grow as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think it's the whole picture of what's going to bring you fulfillment overall. And I think that there is a substantial difference between success and fulfillment. Now, sometimes success can bring fulfillment, but not necessarily so. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the mistake that we all sometimes make in in our professional careers. And, you know, many of the entrepreneurs, obviously, that I bring on this show, you know, achieved substantial financial and career success in a corporate entity, as did I myself. But it wasn't necessarily fulfilling. And so I, I really like the, the discussion around that, you know, especially from people that have achieved such high levels of success, because it really is at the end of the day, it's a it's about what's going to bring you personal fulfillment and your business, your career, whatever the case, all of those exterior things should be in support of that, not instead of that. That's right. Yes. And let's make no mistake, Kelly, this, this is a very strategic decision on my part. And, you know, another couple of years at Westchester University, and then it's back to building a business empire team. Um, So, so again, you just, much as you have those business plans and that strategy that you're executing every day um, on on the work front, you, you got to have those same kind of plans in place for the personal life as as well. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, I would love to pivot for a couple minutes, uh, Jody, and talk about your experience as a sales and marketing professor because you know on this show we talk all the time about sales and marketing, and and one of the biggest things that I find that my clients struggle with when they first come to me that we spend a lot of time working on is that a lot of entrepreneurs truly do not have a foundation in sales and marketing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't you know always know that they were going to get into business 
or maybe didn't do sales and marketing before they started their business. So I would love to hear from your perspective. Um, you know, what do you feel are some of the core things that you really try to focus on empowering your seniors with before they hit the working world to help them be successful in, you know, whatever career that they're going to take on? Mm-hmm. Seniors coming into my class are, <laughs> are usually shocked. Um, and the reason that that is, is A, there are no textbooks. B, I run it like we do in an industry setting. And C, we have real-time conversations about what is taking place in, in the markets around us. Um, so I want people to be aware of what's going on around them and how they can always be applying those marketing and sales principles. I think because my courses are so non-traditional, and because they really prep people so well to then transition into industry is the reason why that my course approval ratings top 95% by my students. Um, Some of the key pieces that need to come in on the marketing side and on the sales side are understanding the fundamentals. So I really stress learning the fundamentals of the marketing planning process being able to do things such as marrying up the marketing mission with the overall company's mission, being able to run segmentation, targeting, and positioning, and really hone on where it is that you want to go in marketplaces, having your four P strategies extremely well defined and executable, and then working with the sales teams on the back end to implement those four P's approaches out in marketplaces. So that's a lot of what you will see in my marketing courses. On the sales side, it's all about building the basics of sales skills. It's about learning how to communicate with customers. It is about flexing your communication style to meet the needs of the person who you are currently in front of. I teach the DISC technique, in particular D-I-S-C, to all of the students who come into my sales classes. It's about being able to actively listen, and it's about understanding what a potential prospect or customer is actually saying to you, what their needs really are versus what they might be thinking that they're communicating Mm -hmm. to you. And then actually fulfilling that need. The most effective salespeople that I have ever had the opportunity to to work with are the ones who go above and beyond. They're not there discussing their products and services. They're there to discuss the needs and the points of pain of those prospects and then figure out how to fulfill those points of pain um, for their prospects. They just bring a whole different level of value. And if entrepreneurs are able to do those things well, boy, is that a huge differentiator versus your competition. 
Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that that's why I bring it up. I mean, I, I probably on on every episode talk about the importance of mastering those skills and, and seeking out learning in those skills. Um, get a mentor, join a coaching program, take a class, watch videos, listen to audios, listen to podcasts, whatever the case, because, um, you know, one of the biggest fears that I hear from entrepreneurs all the time is of, you know, really pushing their product or trying to close a sale or prospecting. And uh, I'm constantly trying to bring people back to saying, you know, when you learn how to do sales effectively, you're just asking questions and listening. And you're really you're really focused on them. You're really focused on being in tune with their struggles, their challenges, their needs, and then just shaping, you know, presenting something to them that says, hey, you know, here's a potential solution you know, to that struggle, to that challenge, you know, that, that could work for you. And yeah. And so I love that you shared that because I I couldn't agree more. And that's the way that I teach people because it it doesn't, it's much more effective number two. And, and number one, you know, it's not so hard to do when you're focused on the other person versus focusing on yourself. That's correct. Yes. Boy, does that make the selling process (laughs) more enjoyable for all stakeholders involved. Yes. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, Any other tips or strategies just on the sales and marketing piece from, you know, your many years of experience that you would want to share just while we're on that topic with our listeners here? Another another tip that I like to share with everyone is you really need to understand your numbers and not be afraid of a no. Hmm. I've really come to the point in my career through, you know, so many experiences that a no to me is simply a maybe that's waiting to be turned into a yes. Mm-hmm. And I simply need to figure out how to make that happen. So I'm not afraid of no's. And I understand that I need no's, a series of no's in order to get to those yeses. That's right. So, Every no that truly is a closed door is just one step further to my next yes and the next big opportunity that's out there. So never stop moving forward and always understand your numbers. How many no's does it take in order to get to a yes? And it's very easy for entrepreneurs to figure that out. You truly can map that out and you really do need to understand that number. I couldn't agree more. These are these are all great things and and I it's nice speaking to you, Jody, because you're coming from a completely different angle. You know, I bring a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and, and you're in a different environment preparing students to get out there in the world, make an impact, have a successful career. But it's really interesting because we're meeting right on the very same fundamental things. And I always use that fun word fundamental because it really is mastering the basics. You know, know your numbers, measure what you're doing, um, you know, develop those core skills that are going to make you successful, um, you know, bringing all of these basic fundamentals together in, in, you know, a well-oiled machine is really at the basis of building a successful career or business, right? That's right. Yes. So one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, Judy, I did a lot of travel um, earlier on in my life and, you know, before I I started my working career and you traveled a lot during your career. And for me, when I traveled, those were some of the greatest learnings of my life. I feel like it transformed me as a person. I think it gave me a different life perspective. I think it made me mature. I, I think I got so much out of those experiences. I know you were traveling more in a work capacity, but I would love to know what 
just some of the biggest, you know, either transformations that you feel like you receive from that or learnings or, or maybe new and different life perspectives that you gain from the travel that you did in your career? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. When I moved to Shanghai for my Asia-wide role, obviously that was a significant amount of travel. Essentially 70% of my time was spent traveling. I would be gone from China for a month straight at a time uh, working with other countries. One of the pieces of advice that a vice president at DuPont gave to me was, Jody, do not jump off of the plane, go straight to the office, spend all of your time in the office and then head back to the airport Mm -hmm. to jump Take the time to learn about the local cultures and to see some of the sites. And I really took that advice to heart and have made the most of my time in Asia and in my other global travels. In doing that, Kelly, I really feel that that those experiences have made me a very well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. I, I truly appreciate meeting new people, working with diverse people, um, coming to understand differing perspectives. And I think that that would not been possible without appreciating those international experiences. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it is, it is so important. And truly when you're working in a global role, which again, my long-term plan is to, is to go back to industry and to continue to lead significant ventures. But if you're going to work in a global role today, team, you really need to get out into the world and experience different cultures, get completely out of your comfort zone and, you know, see where the journey takes you. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I miss I miss traveling more than I do now, but I will I will return to that. So that was a that was a great share there. Thank you so much. So I think that um, Jody, you know, one of the things that um, intrigued me about you and and made me excited to bring you on the show today was, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage and confidence to uh, choose fulfillment um, and to choose you know something that is important to you personally over maybe the the power or the the feeling of you know potentially you could lose your place in line you know staying just on one track in your career and I think a lot of people today somehow get caught in the trap of almost living someone else's life meaning they they feel like things are moving so fast and so hard in a certain direction that they can't step out of line and create their own path forward and do what makes sense for their family or their life in that time. And they don't understand that there's different seasons, right? And there's different seasons for different parts of your career. And at different times in life, success looks very differently. So I would love the the tips and just kind of, um, you know, any final notes you would leave people with on the topic of, of having the courage to be you and to really follow the path that's yours alone? Yes, that's a great question. And team, I have faced all of those fears, right? <laughs> and, I, and I continue to have some of those, some of those fears from time to time. That, that means that you're yearning to continue to move forward with your, prefer- your personal and professional success. And that's, that's really important. 
I believe, Kelly, that as long as that fear is is there on some level, that is going to keep you moving forward. You, mm-hmm. You're not going to allow yourself to get stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but for me personally, yes, I'm I'm at a point in my life where I have very young children. And I knew when I got to this point in my life, I wanted to be able to balance my professional accomplishments and what I was looking to achieve at home. So am I doing that? Yes, I absolutely am doing that. And I feel very confident that I'm that I'm doing it well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very pleased with how things are going so far. But it was not a simple journey to get here. There were a lot of sleepless nights along the way. And part of the reason why I spend so much time still externally facing and conducting pro bono marketing strategy consulting work for small businesses and for women-owned businesses in the Westchester area is because I want to keep those skill sets very relevant so that when the next transition comes and my children are older and school-aged and ready to roll and on their way to their own unstoppable Yes. I'm, I'm back, um, on my, on my plan for where it is that I want to be long-term. Excellent. I love it. Very powerful. Thank you so much, Jody. So you have been an amazing guest today. Appreciate so much everything that you shared. Um, there may be people listening that want to get in touch with you or want to learn more about you. Where is the best place for them to do that? The best place to do that team is via LinkedIn. Jody Vanderman Driver. Um, I'm always on LinkedIn. That is the best way to reach me. And I am very responsive. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thanks again for being a great guest today. So everyone listening, thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you enjoyed the show today, I would be so grateful if you shared this podcast with someone that you believe could benefit from the powerful content that we share here. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like to register to receive free trainings, audios, and videos that I only send out to my private email community, simply text the word IGNITE to 44222. That's the word IGNITE to 44222. And you will begin receiving everything you need to design, market, build, and grow your own dream business. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.